0: Once again, this is Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Just want to introduce you guys to um, how to be successful at the Barber College. How to choose a Barber College. Check it out. Crown Cuts Academy Live. Once again, getting it. spreading love the Johnson City way. Barber College success brought to you by Crown Cuts Academy. Spread love the JC way. The only way we know how to do it. The Crown Cuts way. Today we're going to have a special topic talking about sanitation and infectious control. I think it's a major topic that we need to talk about, contrary to what's going on in this world right now. I think it's important that everyone in the cosmetology field take this real serious. I have a special guest, one of the best in this industry. Um, She carries license every field in the industry, from barbering to cosmetology to aesthetics to nails, even massage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it introduce herself and we're going to jump into this topic because I think it's really important. We'll talk about some things that's going to blow your mind. It's going to change how you see things. Again, Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy Bristol, Crown Cuts Academy Johnson City, and Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown JC. Boom. Let's go. Hello, hello. Introduce yourself.
1: My name is Robin Scott, and I'm from Bristol, actually, and I get the proud to work with Craig at Crown Cuts Academy. And yes, sir. And we'll get down to the nitty-gritty today of sanitation. An Glad infect- to be here. And
0: infectious control.
1: Infection control. Because
0: I think that's a major thing that people kind of take lightly. Lightly. And we're going to let people know why it's important. A lot of things that's been going on right now with the um, coronavirus, how the world is happening right now, we in the industry, we was taught how to combat and clean certain things before all this cleaning, heightened thing got into motion where everybody's like, oh, we got to clean, we got to clean. Mm-hmm. Barbers, cosmetologists, nail technicians, that's something you you were taught from day one. Yeah. So if you're not doing that and you, a pandemic had to come for you to start cleaning, something's wrong.
1: Or you take it seriously. Yeah, you,
0: you, wasn't, you wasn't taught right.
1: I know, I know, like, for me, when I go, before I become a professional, and I would go get my hair done or get my nails done or whatever, you know, if I didn't see that professional personal service worker sanitize their hands before they even touched me, it almost offended me. But then I got in the business and I looked around and was like, there's a lot of people that really don't wash their hands. Right. Proper way. Yes. And then it took the corona to start advertising on social media, TV. Okay, let's wash our hands for 20 seconds. Birthday, sing your birthday,
0: sing the happy (laughs) Happy birthday birthday song. song. Yes, (laughs) and that's something that you should be doing, should have been doing. If you if you've gone to cosmetology, barber school, nail school, whatever whatever it is in this industry, that's something they teach you from day one. Wash your hands. Clean,
1: Sanitize your hands. Clean your area. Keep your fingernails clean. (laughs) Those
0: things are important. Because being a barber is not only rewarding, but it's also responsibility.
1: It is. You know, the main responsibility of a personal service worker is the safety and the comfort of your client. Yes. And the safety begins with sanitation.
0: Number one. Boom.
1: No one... Knowing the three levels of infection control. Yes,
0: yes, Sanitize, yes. Sanitize,
1: disinfect. Don't
0: give it all yet. We're going to talk all about right. it. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna throw it in there. We're going to throw it in there. We're going to throw it in there. Because people hear viruses and they're like freak out. Like this is the first time some people are hearing viruses. But in the chapter, in, in, the, in a particular chapter in the textbooks, we talk about viruses. We talk about bacteria. We talk about how to stop those things, how bacteria are both harmful and harmless yes. because there's good bacteria, there's bad bacteria. So there's those things that as a like, again, in the service industry, barbering, cosmetologist or whatever you are, those things you should know from day one.
1: Yeah, this should have not been anything different. No,
0: no, no surprise at all. It's
1: almost like second nature.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So (laughs) we got to jump into this thing. What, 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 the word virus? When you hear the word virus, what do you think about, Robin?
1: I'm thinking about like the flu virus. Mm -hmm. There's so many different viruses out there, and I think that's why they come up with the levels of infection control to help you recognize. What is contagious and what's not. Yes. And then how to handle the situation professionally. By far. And, but you're right. I mean, I think that's one of the most important chapters in the book. And I think that's one that we, as professional educators, should be teaching from day one.
0: Yes. Because the word virus is actually a Latin word. And basically it means poison. (laughs) That's (laughs) <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Bottom line, it's just cut and dry. Poison. So you have to have preventive measures before those. You, you, you can't stop it, but you can have some preventive, pre- preventive measures to help maintain it.
1: Without spreading it. Without
0: spreading it. And this is the thing that we're talking about right now, and the thing we call most people this new word pandemic. Mm-hmm. Taking care of yourself, washing your hands, wearing your mask. Those things are important. Those things are valuable. That's when you start earning the crown.
1: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> so again, so we're gonna we're gonna go back to even before we start talking about bacteria and viruses. We're gonna talk to, about sanitation, which is also known as sanitizing, which basically just means cleaning.
1: Soap and water.
0: Soap and water. So there's there's four, th- what are the levels of sanitation, Robin?
1: It, the infection control would be. <laughs> The three levels would be sanitize, disin,
0: Cleaning first.
1: Cleaning, yeah, cleaning, sanitizing.
0: Yep. Cleaning, sanitizing, disinfectant, and the last one is?
1: Sterilization.
0: Yes. So when we break it down in simpler terms, when we talk about cleaning, what what is basically cleaning?
1: Removing the hair debris from your combs and your tools.
0: Basically with soap and water.
1: Yeah, removing it with soap and water before it even gets to the disinfectant.
0: Right. And if we get to that point, we eliminate so many things. Mm-hmm. We eliminate so many things, but once you once you get it to that point where you have to add chemicals, that's when it could be late, too late.
1: Yes. And that's saying
0: already, it could already invaded invaded where it needs to go through cuz it's it's everywhere.
1: It's poison.
0: Right. So we're talking about cleaning. When we talk about cleaning, there's a couple of basic things as far as cleaning. You said 20 seconds. Why do you think it's 20 seconds worth of cleaning to wash your hands?
1: I think it's because the contact time with the antibacterial soap that you're using. It right. just can't go on your hands and you just rinse it off because it didn't have time to do its job. Right. And I think I think this is probably one of the steps, the sanitizing Not only of your hands, but taking the time, which I know it's hard for some professionals if you've got a long day ahead of you and you've got 15 people waiting on you to get a haircut or a service.
0: But it's still important we got to clean because we have to take care of ourselves because the primary goal is to protect yourself, protect the public. And two things we talked about, I think, in the previous episodes is about nutrition, stopping to eat. Yes. Taking some time for yourself. But another critical thing, too, is cleaning, stopping to clean, stopping to take time to make sure your clients is safe. Make sure you make sure you're safe.
1: I know that in this area that, you know, when all this came around, they had to, you know, retrain their even their front desk, the receptionist, whoever mm-hmm. books their appointments to allow for just 10 minutes extra for cleaning right. and it's just not even just your tools or your implements it's your equipment yep. it's your counter space where you store your tools
0: the, the safe work practices require that you clean your implements tools um and, and be safe and be aware of situations that can cause accidents
1: mm-hmm. be conscious of your be conscious
0: areas. be conscious have a just be cautious be conscious knowing what's going on because if you know what's going on you can help curb it you mm-hmm. can save something you can save someone
1: yeah you could save somebody from getting sick and taking it home to their families or their loved ones or anybody Even yeah. you know a 80 year old woman at the grocery store needs a little bit more protection especially now but like you said it should have been going on A long time ago. This isn't really anything that should be new or a surprise.
0: And again, Barber College Success, um, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Um, If you have any questions, this is live on Facebook, um, on Market Street Media. Send us a um, question, and Lathan will be good at it. He'll put it on the board, and I'll be able to answer it to my best of my ability, myself and Robin. So, again, if you're out there, you have something that you're thinking about that you need help with, send us a question. And we'll answer it for you. Because I always says, hey, it's not about the problem. It's about the solutions. When, you have, exactly. when I had a problem, I had three solutions for you to help solve it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's, let's backtrack a little bit, Robin. We talked about cleaning. Basically, you says, "Um, washing your hands, soap and water, removing visible debris, um, as well as invisible debris. Exactly. So we're going back down now to sanitizing. When you have sanitizing, what, is, what do you think about when you have sanitizing?
1: You're thinking about all the little particles and microbes that you can't see with the naked eye that is out there that we don't see. And if we were cleaning, sanitizing the correct way, then you're fulfilling your obligations of being a professional.
0: And using some type, some chemical process, chemical process for reducing the number of disease causing germs. After cleaning the surface, yeah, because a surface could be totally looking clean, but you're like, man, this, there, there could be some things that you can't mm-hmm.
1: see and that's the one that's the scariest probably well, the right. something that you can't see
0: so that's the purpose of sanitizing. it helps eliminate some stuff with that chemical that chemical whatever mm-hmm. chemical products you're using, and then the next step, disinfecting. Is another chemical process for non-porous items. Mm-hmm. So break down for me what is porous and non-porous. So so the casual listener out there can understand what is porous and what is non-porous.
1: Porous is a hard surface. Non-porous is going to be a soft surface. Might be a single-use item that you could just dispose of and throw away. Right. Um, disinfecting to me is following your manufacturer recommendations of the contact time of the solution you're using, and properly mixing it, um, how you dispose of it. I mean, it all ties hand in hand. If you're going to sanitize, but you're going to shorten the time of disinfectant to either make more money or to skip a step, then... You're kind of crossing out each other.
0: Yeah, you, we, don't, we don't want you skipping steps because you can't shortcut the process. You can't shortcut the process because non-porous, it doesn't have pores.
1: Right, no openings.
0: No openings. So you can't penetrate something that's non-porous. So when something is porous, we have to try to use chemicals to clean that because as soon as it absorbs into those pores, you don't know what it could do. It could just stay there. So you have to use some type of chemical reaction to get rid of whatever is in there. Whatever kind of implements. Particle. B- particle. Anything that's in there. Because if you don't clean that, what happens, you don't clean a property, what happens next?
1: It's going to spread. And then It's going to go from one person to the next. And
0: that's how bacteria comes about.
1: That's how contamination starts.
0: Yes. And then contamination, and you're, getting, you're looking into some form of bacteria because then you get yourself in some trouble.
1: Yeah, bacteria spreading uh, when you're u- not using your disinfectant correctly or the contact time. And, you know, try not to save on the budget if it's a single item use, say, like a sponge that mm-hmm. we cleanse somebody's face with. right. You don't necessarily have to throw it away. You just give it to your client. Let them take it home. You used it on them. Right. That's something they can take home and use again on because, their cell.
0: Because it's important because there are a lot of tools and implements that we use that we shouldn't be using again.
1: Right. That it should be thrown away.
0: The, you, you should never be able to use, for instance, a razor. Once you use a razor one yeah. time, you have to dispose of it.
1: It's gone.
0: It's gone. You, you have to get rid of it, dispose of it, and put it away. Because, again, you are in a position of passing something on if you use it again. Spreading something that you don't want, that you might not be able to get back.
1: That's right. And, you know, even as, you know, we talk about it, knowing, you know, being respectful, even, of not coming to work if you're sick. Right. You know? Yes. That's another hidden thing that could be dangerous, not come and work when you're sick. Stay at home. Don't go shopping. Don't go. There's other ways you can do it. keep it from spreading this bacteria. And, and,
0: and that's how you're protecting your clients. That's how you're mm-hmm. protecting yourself. We talked about that. And another major thing is if, if a client comes in and they're sick, you have the right to, you have the right to refuse them.
1: That's right. Talk about do. that. The state of Tennessee has rules and regulations, and it's to protect you as a personal service worker and the public. And you have that right to be able to refuse a service if somebody comes in with something that could be contagious. It's how you talk to that client. It goes back to, you know, just reminding them we could reschedule. You know, accommodate your client yes. if you do have to turn them away. And how you talk to them about it. Um, and just knowing your bacteria, how how it's shaped, how it's formed, will help you know who you can work on and who you can't.
0: Yes, and that's all in a consultation, which we have a previous episode mm-hmm. about. Um, if you want to check that out, I don't know. It's, I think it's episode somewhere between 10 to 15. Right now, we're on episode 30-something. We've had 30 couple, several episodes, and to our fans across the country, across the world, again, I just want to salute you and applaud you, and thank you for listening and subscribing. Um, I, I would encourage you to tell someone else, um, because we dropped some some good knowledge. We We basically... We let you earn the crown. When you listen to the episode, you're going to earn the crown. You're going to learn some mm-hmm. new and valuable things that's going to take you to the next level. Again, subscribe to it. Pass it on to a friend and let them know they can go back and scroll through episodes. We're going to go back on some previous episode and expand on them because I think it's important with some things that's going on because basically any episode, we can go forever. Mm-hmm. We can go for days. But we it's only about a 40 to 50 minutes episode and We don't want to bore you, but still, we can go for days. So what we do, we'll try to add on every other episode.
1: I think it's important. uh, I think it was two weeks ago you had the nutrition. Yes. And if people even starts with that, building up their immune system, taking the correct vitamins to keep their bodies healthy and in good working condition will help also keep the spread of bacteria and contagious diseases that somebody might have but if you're healthy and you're drinking plenty of fluids and keeping yourself hydrated that's where you start at yes and we're talking
0: about clients um in this industry you need to know about pathogens that you or your clients may be exposed to why
1: so you don't spread it from (laughs) one person to the next or you don't want to you don't want to get it to the point that your shop is going to be closed down because it's, it's dirty. I know we throw thrown words out there. What is a pathogen? Pathogen is a disease-producing type of bacteria, virus, that goes from one person to the next. It's on living and dead things, and that's what we have to fight, the pathogens. That's why sanitation is so important the three levels of infection control.
0: Yes, cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting.
1: Disinfecting. If you're not mix if you're not following your manufacturer recommendations to your disinfectant and using your timer or your phone to set a timer for the contact time, and all your chemicals that you get, will come with an EPA-registered disinfectant that is going to be able to fight against different pathogens. And if you're not following the manufacturer recommendation, you're just skipping a step that cancels all the steps.
0: Yes, yes. It's important. Uh, and I'll expand on what you just said. It's so important to read the labels because a lot of people use cleaning products wrong. Yeah. Take your time and read the label because you might be using too much or you might be using too less.
1: That's right. you got to follow your safety data sheets, your SDS sheets, and even how you're disposing of your chemicals that you're using, where you're storing them at. Um, That is all going to be on your safety data sheets, and it's something that you need to take responsibility and follow. Yes. Are you just given you shouldn't even be wasting your time doing it if you're not going to follow it the correct way.
0: And, and, it's, and it's as simple as just reading it. Reading Taking your directions. time and, and reading directions because that's going to save you a lot of headaches, save your clients a lot of headaches, and saves you a lot of explaining.
1: And for shop owners to make sure that all their people that's working for them is trained on what you're using you may go to work someplace and they use something different than you've been trained on. Most of the companies I've seen, you can actually get certified with them to know how to properly use their products.
0: And that's good because once you go into your workplace, you should know the types of disinfectant that your place have, the type of antiseptics and appropriate use in your workspace. You should know where those things are, how to use them properly because incidents do happen. So when an incident happened, you know where to go to clean it up, and you know what to use to clean it up. Yeah,
1: Man. your blood exposure, that's important as well. There's going to be times that you're going to nick your client, cut your client, and if you don't know your blood exposure procedure, then you're cheating your clients, you're cheating yourself. That's how it starts, and that's where it goes from. If you're not properly taking care of, of your client, if you do nick them, you you know to stop the bleeding and you have to apply an antiseptic to keep getting infections or bacteria into the skin that causes further damage.
0: So we're going to role play a little bit. We're going to role play. Okay. And so you're cutting my hair. Clippers is on or using your shares. You're giving me a service in the service provider industry and you see blood. What's your next step?
1: Stop the service. Sanitize yeah. your hands.
0: W- why stop the service?
1: To stop the bleeding. And and
0: and be, and what else?
1: Apply your gloves, new gloves, and apply pressure to stop the bleeding.
0: Right, because you stop the service immediately, and then you dispose of the blade or the sharp object. You have to get rid of that because yeah. that is con- contaminated.
1: And it goes into a biohazard container. Yes.
0: And then you sit there, you talk to your client, and you explain to them calmly what the incident is, what's going on. And then the next step is you go wash your hands.
1: Wash your hands.
0: For that 20 seconds.
1: Mm hmm. For the 20 seconds. Yes. And then, like we were saying, apply gloves. Apply pressure to stop the bleeding. Yes. Apply antiseptic. Yes. And then a Band-Aid. Yes. And then you double bag it. Yes. You take your trash and you put it in a biohazard container or a bag. And then you dispose of it. Um, With your razors. And you have to clean your station after all of that. You have to clean your station before and after. And then you can continue with the service. All right. Um
0: those things are important because a lot of people don't know that. There's steps. There's steps when something happens.
1: A lot of people I think after they gone through school and their license, they tend to look over somebody coming in with conjunctivitis, which is pink eye. You think people get lax because but they do.
0: What causes them to get lax is just wanting to get Because a lot of one of the problems, a lot of students are so quick to want to get out of school, get out of school, get out of school, that they miss some important things. Mm -hmm. So while you are in school, grab as much as you can. Learn as much as you can because when you're in the field, you really don't have you have the you should have the time, but it's not prioritized because you think you just have to work. So you kind of get lax with certain things as far as going into the book. Mm -hmm. So when you have the time in the classroom, maximize it. Read that Definitely. chapter three or four times. Go over it.
1: Yeah, and even before you go take your state boards, yeah. that's one chapter that holds a lot of weight on our theory exam and our practical. Yes. Sanitation is over 50% of your practical. They're wanting to know, the state of Tennessee wants to know that you're being safe and clean.
0: I know we, I know we, we mentioned the state of Tennessee because we're in the state of Tennessee where we do our practice. But it's uh, across the board, every state has different rules and regulations for their board, cosmetology board. But I'm pretty sure all of them are pretty similar when it comes to sanitation and cleaning.
1: The infection control chapter. Yes. Yeah, there are, even a, it don't matter if you're an aesthetics, a barber, a cosmetologist, a nail tech, a massage therapist. You are going to follow the same practices. Yes. And it's regular It's through the regulatory board. It's always been the same. The only thing that I know that's really changed is the material, the safety data sheets. They dropped the M off of it because it was material safety data sheets, and now it's safety data sheets. But that's why the state board implements it in whatever state you're in. Every state's going to make sure that you're being safe and clean, clean more than anything.
0: Because that's one of your professional responsibilities.
1: It is your responsibility. Yeah.
0: To follow the state and federal laws and rules. And yeah. Rules. That, that, that's that's one of your professional responsibilities. That's something like that's, that have to, shouldn't have to be said to you to follow. Mm-hmm. Someone shouldn't have to come to you in every week and call you and say, are you following the state rules? Are you following the laws? Do you know what to do when you have an incident? Yeah, those things are your professional responsibility that you have to take care of. That you should know in the back of your hand.
1: Absolutely. Whether you're an educator or yes or a technician, we all it don't matter our titles. We're all obligated to follow these practices to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do to protect the public. Yeah, and another
0: thing, you you can get information on the state website because they have monthly meetings Mm -hmm. and updates of any change that may occur. So you can check your state's website monthly to get any updates as far as what's going on with the um, sanitation, cleaning with your license, anything.
1: Absolutely, and it's changing. It changes all the time, especially now with the— pandemic, you have to keep yourself educated and follow those guidelines and make sure everybody in your shop or your school is following those guidelines.
0: You have, to be, you have to be aware of your environment. You have to be able to identify and eliminate potential hazards that can make your workplace safer for you and your clients. Those things are important. Now, with the COVID-19, I think... If you wasn't taking stuff serious then, Mm. absolutely, you don't have a choice. You should. Because now the state can shut you down for not following proper practices.
1: And they should. The
0: the proper practices that you should, should have been following.
1: Absolutely. Even when we were, you know, I was thinking about this when we were in quarantine for eight weeks. It blew my mind that you know, we want an essential worker right? because we couldn't cut hair. But maybe before, maybe this is bringing awareness now of how important it is to keep your space clean. Yes. To keep yourself healthy.
0: That is a professional responsibility.
1: Obligation. But
0: that's things that, we can even go back further. That's things that your parents talk to you about. Clean your room. Clean up after yourself. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wear clean clothes. Treat others well, and it's the basic principles that we reemphasize in school. But there's some people who still
1: still don't want to follow. They want to cut those corners. And Maybe sw-
0: sweep it under the rug.
1: Sweep it under the rug.
0: No, that 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 that, that is important. That is, and it's
1: a, not even just our tools and our equip our implements in our hands it's our our chairs our styling chairs our barber chairs our facial beds because our those things nail tables because
0: those things can those things can carry bacteria
1: taking the time yeah to do it
0: yeah those things carry bacteria <laughs> that yeah those things uh it's <laughs> it, it, it baffles you sometimes when you think that man someone don't want to Take care of their area, their workspace.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that's, that's, that's equivalent to leaving dishes in your sink and you're not cleaning them and you're just going to eat off the same dish. Yeah. yeah.
1: Sharing utensils. Right. <laughs> that's,
0: that, 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 and again, there is out there, there's some, there's, there's bacteria is different. There's two different types of bacteria. There's a good bacteria for you, and there's a, a bad bacteria for you.
1: Non-pathogen
0: and
1: pathogen. Yes. Yes. Knowing that pathogen is disease-causing and non-pathogen is is a non-bacteria. It's harmless. It's harmless. And non-pathogenic
0: bacteria is is stuff like what? Cheese, milk, um, probiotics, stuff like that in your gut. Dealing with your gut. Mm -hmm. Because you have to have some type of non-pathogenic bacteria in in your gut system. Because what that does, it keeps you regular. It keeps you, it just keeps your immune system, keeps you balanced.
1: Absolutely. Even with skin conditions, a lot of it's caused because of bad bacteria in your gut. Right. And the probiotics isn't used the way they should be. And then you get that, it comes out through your skin.
0: Yes. Yep, because bacteria is is a single cell microorganism. How do you say that word?
1: Microorganism.
0: Microorganism that have both plant and animal characteristics. Yeah. I mean, so it, it 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 can be it can be still, it can move. You know what I mean? So you have to be aware. And it can be anywhere on your skin, in water, in the air, or any environmental surface.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you have to be aware of your surroundings and be able to use
1: the first step cleaning. Or even being able to refuse a client because yeah. of they may have a certain type of bacteria and not even know that it's causing. So educating your client. Yes. And being tactful when you do have to cancel an appointment or reschedule them because they didn't even know they had something contagious that could be spread from one person to the next. And then having the integrity of actually saying, apologize to your client, educate your client how to take care of it, how to keep it from happening again. Yes. And then, you know, but you got to understand that the client wants that service. Right. And, you know, I'm glad that we have a regulatory board that protects us, that somebody can't call our, our state board and complain because we turned down a service. Right. Some, I, I'm not sure if all states have that.
0: Well, um, I think the only state in that doesn't have a regulatory board, but I think they, they're working on it is Alabama, I'm thinking.
1: That's just for barbers. It's for they barbers. do have a cosmetology okay.
0: board. Yep, yep, yep. But why, that's, <laughs> that's almost egregious. Why would you not have for barbers, like showing like barbers are not important down there or something?
1: Right, <laughs> exactly.
0: Ah, yeah, like Bob Molly would say, I don't dig that.
1: I don't dig that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't dig that at all, But it's important again, the fourth stage, we're gonna go over that cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting. There's three stages, But the fourth one, which is sterilization. what is basic what is sterilization when you hear sterilization, Robin?
1: Using a UV sanitizer and leaving it in there for the appropriate time. Uh, Sort of like dentists, they use autoclaves. Right. In our business, we use... And you can't even get past state board inspection if you don't have a properly working sterilization, a UV sanitizer. Heat? Heat. Even some of our hot tail cabbies will come with a UV sanitizer in them. You might spend a little bit more, but at least you know you're doing everything you can to keep that contamination into your business.
0: At at a a level.
1: At a level. So after
0: you clean it, you sanitize it, you disinfect it, you can knock everything out with just dropping an atomic bomb on there with
1: sterilization,
0: Yeah. and it kills, it knocks everything out.
1: It does. But you have to remove the debris, and then you do have to immerse it into an EPA-registered disinfectant, and then you have to sterilize it. And that even goes to like combs and guards for your clippers and um, your clips that you clip the hair up with.
0: So someone might ask, how do I have time to do all of this as a barber or a cosmetologist or a nail technician or an um, aesthetics? How do you have time? You schedule time. You schedule enough time for your clients and schedule enough time for you to clean up afterwards.
1: And your clients appreciate that. They do. I mean, you're building rapport from the time that your client start sits down into your clean chair. So, so if you're having a service performed or
0: doing a service and the service takes 20 minutes or 30 minutes, say you should prepare at least 10 minutes 10 afterwards. Minutes. So if the minutes. service is 20 minutes, your service is actually 30 minutes.
1: Actually... If you want to think about it, it goes back a little bit more. Okay, you're going to sanitize your hands. And then before you even drape your client, you need to analyze their skin and scalp. Right. Because you don't know, even before you put your comb in there. What's going on? You got to know what's going on with their scalp. You got to make sure that they don't have anything contagious. And like I said, some of them don't even know that they might have something.
0: So take your time to do the consultation, go through your clients, talk to them. And that might take anywhere three to five minutes. Yeah. So if your service is 20 minutes, that's already 25 minutes. So if your service is with the consultation, doing all that, checking your client, you you say it's 20 minutes service, you know, take on a little five, 25. So you're typically thinking about when you're done, you should give that client at least 35 to 40 minutes of your time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Um yeah, just train you. If you have a front desk person, if you have somebody that does your scheduling, they need to be out in a 10-minute window so you do have time to properly analyze 10, and sanitize.
0: 10 to 15, just be fair. 10 to 15.
1: 10 to 15.
0: And ha- because someone would would want to come back to you if they see you taking your time and cleaning your work area.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think it is a little bit tougher for barbers and cosmetologists because they're seeing these clients. I mean, hopefully once a week. Some of them will come back every week to get a hair trim or a service right. or a lineup or, you know, the hair off the back of their neck or a shave. And I know, I know you're busy trying to make money, trying to supply, keep your client from wait, waiting. It's still your responsibility to be clean and safe. You have it. a
0: professional responsibility. I mean, I had some clients who would come to me twice a week.
1: Yeah, twice a week.
0: Yeah, But my professional responsibility is to protect him,
1: him or her, and myself. Absolutely. Too many technicians are not taking enough time to go through the proper steps because maybe because they have 10 to 15 people waiting or because, you know, they only have so many hours in the day, but you're cheating your client, you're cheating yourself. Yes. If you do not take that responsibility seriously. Wow. And and if you, you know, you could be a mentor in your own shop and you could start that, contagi- that not contagious, I didn't mean that, it's... Yeah, like contagious. Like, you know, you can if you do it. You can take the lead. Your co workers yeah. can say, Hey man. And make it, yeah, you you were right, make it
0: contagious. Make it spread. Make it something that everybody wants to do.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make
0: it something that's common. Make it that's something that's you not you that's that's just
1: commonplace unanimous. With it everyone. just happens naturally. Yes. So- and and let your clients see you sanitize their, your hands. And now I've even been having my clients sanitize their hands, yes, yep. even if it's as a basic facial, you know, even before the pandemic, I would have a client come in and I' do their service on their service on their skin, their face, and the very first thing they want to do is touch it. How smooth is it? Right? And that would be one of the reasons why I have them sanitize their hands, not only because of sterilization and trying to keep, you know, your shop clean. Because under, again, I know we we
0: spoke about this and explained on it before, but under the state of Tennessee, but across the board, across the country, most regulatory boards, they have a federal and state agency that regulates the practice of what you're doing. Most states have that. So if you have questions you can call them specifically and someone will answer the phone and give you some answers.
1: There's all kinds of information out there. The EPA, (laughs) the environmental protection agency, OSHA, they can teach you how to store your items and educate you. And then once you, once you're educated and you're actually following those steps and doing what you're supposed to kind of gives you a sense of power, like, it yes. makes you feel like you're doing your part and not skipping the steps just because you want to get another client in your chair, actually taking that time to do what you've got to do to keep it safe.
0: And then to to get the stamp of approval like you was talking about, there's also that barbicide test on the barbicide website. Talk about that, Robin.
1: They do it's uh it's only about ten to fifteen minutes. And they actually go through and show you how to use everything that they are putting out there, your Barbicide, Barbicide wipes, uh, your disinfectant spray, your coolant spray. You know, just because you remove the hair from whatever tool you're using or your nail clippings or your microderm, Mm -hmm. okay... So are you following the manufacturer recommendations? And they even have now the COVID-19 barbicide that you can take. I just took that. And then, you know, even printing that off and letting your client see that you've gone through this certification.
0: And what that is is just a, a slight video, 15 to 20 minutes max at times. Have you gone through some certification?
1: There's like eight questions. Several
0: questions. Talk, giving you a, 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 a test to make sure you understood and you watched. You watched and you understood the video or the webinar. And at the end, it gives you an opportunity to go and print out a certificate saying that, hey, I took this certification from Barbicide or COVID-19. And you can put it up on your mirror or your workstation so your clients can see that you're taking real good care and you're listening and you're participating and you're paying attention to all these new laws, these new rules, for any type of sanitation, any type of bacterial um, spreading thing that's out there, you you're paying attention, you taking you taking note of that.
1: Yeah, and for those educators that's listening, you know you can use that time if you take the time to get your certification and whatever chemical you're using. You can get credit for that time that goes towards your continuing education mm. hours that mm. you have. That's a, that's
0: a crown right there. That's earning a crown mm-hmm. right there, Robin. Say that again.
1: If you're an educator and you have to get continuing education hours to continue have your license, you can use that time to put towards your 16 hours or whatever state requ- whatever your state requires. Mm. You can use that and. I think you can even use, like, if you go to your symposium, every symposium is going to have a part for infection control. Yep. How the educators are teaching these new students. And that's really where it starts at, is at school. Yep. Because, you know, we get all kinds of students. And some of them just don't even know that. And you can even use it as a incentive for your shop for shop owners or you know if your if your employee goes through this certification you know maybe you'll give them some kind of incentive right to do it
0: that's one of my favorite chapters to teach the sanitation chapter mine too yes
1: i like, I like it.
0: the sanitation chapters and then the chapters after um, the marketing and, and going into the work field some of my favorite chapters
1: I like physiology and histology of this well, I, I, skin and scalp. I, I, and, the history, and, I,
0: I, I, I'm, I, just, I like the whole textbook.
1: Yeah, I'm just into, I,
0: I just love the whole, the teaching aspect of that. Because understanding and being able to share some valuable knowledge that someone didn't know before that could help them in their field to protect themselves and their client. I mean, that's, hey, that's refreshing to me.
1: It is. I wish more people would... You know, read it more, stay educated, get more certification. So, um,
0: uh, which brings to my next
1: point. How,
0: for a student to really be effective and get the most out of the education, how many times should they go through that textbook?
1: Oh. While in school. While in school. Well, depending on what what class you're in, it depends on the hours that but you need to go through at least two three times. Right. I still go refer back to my textbook. I refer back to my textbook that's ten years old. That's like
0: because that's like my guideline. And, and and that's where that's that's a mistake that a lot of professionals they don't do. They don't keep their notes. They don't go back and refresh themselves on their textbook. Because their yeah. textbook have a lot of information that they may need.
1: Absolutely, and not even that. It don't matter what what curriculum you're using. It all is the same for infection control. Yes,
0: it, it has to be. It should be. It should be. Well, there's gonna be some new differences with COVID nineteen.
1: Mm-hmm. There's
0: gonna be some new practices that they expect you that which, which is only guidelines. right. Some new guidelines, which is only right because. This is something that we've never seen before in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, it's been scary. It's been been really scary.
0: So we have to take extra care. Um, And number one, like they talk about in your textbook, clean. Use soap and water. Get off any visible or non-visible debris on your hands.
1: Or even keeping yourself safe from going to somebody's house that they're sick. Yes. You know, maybe not going out to eat as much as... you did prior to this.
0: Watch yourself. Be careful. But number one, clean. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. (laughs) Before (laughs) every service, wash your hands.
1: And don't forget to include your wrists.
0: Yes. And go not just your wrists, all the way up to your elbow.
1: Yeah. You
0: wash your hands from your fingertips to your elbow.
1: And then if you do, if you do, come across something that could be potentially dangerous to yourself, you also need to teach your family at home. Yes. I think that it should be like a household thing. Disinfectant, the three levels infection control even at home. I mean, your dryer could be even part of your sterilization with the heat, the pressure and the heat of your washer and dryer. Yep. I mean, it's so simple, but... People just don't. It's not educated to know what they need to do to protect themselves, and unfortunately, it took this pandemic to really open up people's eyes to say, "Hey, it starts at home. It starts with you." So, and, and one of the one of the key things I was talking to
0: Lathan earlier. One of the key things that a lot of barbers miss out on, because there are a lot of barbers out there who don't want to get their license, they just want to go about it the easy way mm-hmm. and thinking that they can. E- even if you can pay somebody to get your license or do whatever, I, I don't encourage that because you miss out on some of the important things. And one of the most important things that you miss out on as a barber if you don't go through the theory is the sanitation part.
1: Sanitation.
0: Because that right there can make or break you. Mm-hmm. And so many barbers out there who are just working in the barbershop who don't have a license, who has never had some type of formal education as far as in a school setting or, 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 or even learning yourself. You can teach yourself. Yeah. These things are on the Internet. You can go and look up some YouTube. type of YouTube, infectious control, how to get better, how to understand what to do and what not to do. And those things, yeah. And those things will separate you from your income, from your reputation, uh, and when that goes, you get burnt out, and you want to get out the industry.
1: Yeah.
0: And those things are important things to think about.
1: Absolutely.
0: So again, if you' out there, Barbara, who have never had no formal education, you can. There's some things for you you can do. You can go on these websites and look up and, and get the infectious control information. Because if we don't take our job serious, nobody's going to take us serious. And those things right there will make us take this industry to the next level. Because the barber industry is is booming, it's growing. I mean, there's, there's a job rate that's astronomical right now. <laughs> there's so many people jumping in this industry, changing careers, changing jobs. Um, so we have to take note and make this industry last and and, and grow.
1: Yeah, and be safe and educated about it.
0: Yes. So I know, um, again, this was a great episode, um, talking about cleaning, sanitizing, disinfectant, sterilization, um, learning about bacteria, learning about porous, non-porous. What is a porous surface? What is a non-porous surface? A non-porous surface is something that's hard, something that doesn't have pores. When something is porous, it has pores, so it's more susceptible to contamination.
1: Harb, harbor bacteria. Harbor
0: bacteria. So those things are important. We talked about um, pathogenic and non pathogenic. What is pathogenic? What is non pathogenic? Pathogenic is harmful, it causes disease or infection in humans when invading the body. Non pathogenic is harmless, safe to come in contact with. Cheese milk, stuff like that. So again, I want you guys to stay out there and be safe because we do have a responsibility as a barber. Being a barber is rewarding. Being in this industry is rewarding. It is. But we have to take take it he- serious. Take it serious and take heed to our responsibility. Because effectual control influences the professional image of your establishment.
1: Yes. You don't, want, you don't want to get a reputation yeah. of having a salon that got closed down because of contaminant. Effective
0: infection control influences the professional image of your establishment.
1: And it is your responsibility.
0: It's your responsibility. Bottom line.
1: Once you get that license, it's an obligation. It's (laughs) sort of like an oath.
0: It is. You have a pledge to take care of people and take care of yourself because you can create a bad name for yourself, bad reputation. You start losing money, you get burnt out. You don't want to be in the industry no more. Again, Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, Johnson City, And now Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, Virginia. And also Crown Cuts Barbershop, downtown JC. Um, If you have any questions, you can always call us at 423-461-0004. We enroll in students the first Tuesday of every month. Um, I encourage uh, anyone out there who's looking to change your career, who's looking to do something different or have someone in the home that they want to point in a direction to get a career. Call us up. Look us up. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. Um.
1: I just want to say something. For anybody that's listening that has been in the business for a long time and you feel like you need a refresher course in the infection control chapter or, or the guidelines that we're supposed to be following, give us a call.
0: Yes, sir.
1: We'll spread that to you.
0: Yeah, because you know spreading love is what we do. Spreading love is the only way Crown Cuts know. And spreading love is the JC way as well, because Crown Cuts, is yeah. how we do it. Spread love the JC way through Crown Cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you for listening, for our listeners out there. If you know someone who's interested, tell them subscribe, hit us up. Have any questions, call Robin, call myself, and we got an answer for you. Peace.